Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back on the program again with all of our listeners and how blessed we are to be able to have this time together each day right here on Search the Scriptures. It gives us the opportunity to get back into God's Word, study a little bit deeper, think a little bit deeper, and learn a little bit more from God's rich teachings and truths. And you know, we are so blessed. I bring this out numerous times, but we are so blessed to have such ready access to the Bible in our country. It's just not that way everywhere in the world. We're also so blessed to have such ready opportunity and access to the radio waves and television uh, broadcasts to be able to get together in such a mass media format and then study God's word together. Talk about his will for our lives. So we're very thankful at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ to have this opportunity to broadcast God's Word across the airwaves. And through the internet, on our website, we can broadcast it all around the world. Now, here's something that you can do to help other people. You may be here in the local area and you may be able to tune in on a regular basis to search the scriptures, but there are other people you know probably who either do not know about the program or who are in areas where the the radio waves from this particular station just do not reach where they live. But through the internet, they can listen anytime. You can ask them to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. And there, they can click on the listen button on the, on the home page, and they can access all of our radio programs. But let me tell you something even better. It makes it even, makes it even more accessible and more convenient for so many people. Just tell them at our website, churchofchrist.com, tell your friends, your family members, your work associates, your neighbors, people you know, all across the country. Tell them to go to our website, scroll down the home page to our podcast button, just click on that, and it will take them about one minute to sign up for our podcasting. Now, all of this is free. It always will be free. And when they sign up for our podcasting, they will automatically receive, on a daily basis, all of our sermons, all of our Bible studies, a great daily Bible study that lasts about 12 minutes, short time period, gets us into God's Word every day, refreshes our thinking, helps us stay connected with God and focused on our spiritual lives, about 12 minutes each day. But also they will receive all of these radio programs, all of these radio programs, and all of that will be automatically sent to whatever device they choose, their smartphone, their computer, their tablet, their iPad, whatever device they choose, laptop, automatic, and again, it's all free. So imagine how you can get the word out, get the gospel of Jesus Christ out, just by encouraging people to go to our website and sign up for our podcasting. So please do share. Now you can share Those Bible studies that you can download from our website, you can share those through Facebook friends and text messages and maybe some other technological means that you have access to. But get people, encourage people to sign up for our podcasting. Again, it's all free. We just want to get the word, God's word, out 
on a broader basis. We're still studying about God's grace, and this is a very rich and deep study. We have been looking at it from different perspectives, and we just began another perspective. We're talking about Jesus Christ being the fulfillment of God's grace. Now, if you happen to be listening for the very first time, then you're okay, because this particular study is still going to cover God's grace in quite a detailed fashion for, oh, a couple of weeks, about three more weeks to go. And so you're still getting in, in a vital, on a vital part of this study. But you can, again, go back to our website, and you can click on the listen button and you can download and listen to all of these other all of these other sections of this particular study on God's grace you can always contact us and ask for CDs of these messages and by the way we always offer a free bible study at the end of our program and you can receive a copy of today's program on CD for free all you have to do is requested and we tell you how at the end of the program each day so God's grace very difficult to define fully adequately it's technically described as God's unmerited favor or unearned favor toward mankind some people say all God know me and certainly that's the understanding of God's grace well God's grace is certainly connected with his mercy and his love for us, how he blesses us in so many ways, but God's grace, how rich, how rich a study this has been and will continue to be. Now, we asked the question pertaining to John chapter 1 and verse 17, where it says, the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Christ Jesus. We talked about and we've gone into some detail and used some emphasis to get across the understanding that John, in writing that particular verse of scripture, was not saying that all law has been done away with or all spiritual law has been done away with. He was talking about the law of Moses and that it was fulfilled through the coming of Christ and Christ dying on that cross. There's always been spiritual law from God to man. You can go back and just pick up in Genesis chapter 2 when he tells man and the first man's wife referred to it in Genesis chapter 3. It was a commandment, the text tells us, where God said, you shall not eat of the tree, of, of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For in the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. That was a commandment. That was spiritual law. Now, maybe God gave them some other instructions that would qualify as spiritual law, but certainly this one is one we can definitely put our finger on and say that was it. God gave them spiritual law. And in Genesis chapter 3, when they broke that law, when they disobeyed that commandment and ate, of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil God judged them for that he punished them for that he removed them from the garden he removed them from access to the tree of life he told them the band that 
in the sweat of your brow you shall eat bread. And he talked about how his work would become less productive efficiently. He told the woman that you're going to bear more children and the pain is going to be increased in bearing children. Judgment was brought upon the man and the woman for breaking God's spiritual law in that regard of eating the fruit that he had commanded them not to eat. We also noted in Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 2 that sin separates us from God. So there's a consequence. And immediately, immediately, once the man and the woman became sinners, and make no mistake, that's exactly what they became when they disobeyed God, they became sinners So they were in need of forgiveness. They were in need of redemption to be brought back into a right relationship with God. They needed salvation. And so God prophesied in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15 that he would send his son into the world. Now, the language there, God is speaking to the devil in the form of the serpent, and he he prophesies that there would be strife between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. In verse 15, he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. You shall bruise his head, and, or rather, he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Now, that is what we understand, and this is commonly understood by, as such as the first messianic prophecy, the first prophecy about the coming Savior, the Messiah, the Christ. When Jesus came, he came to fulfill all of the rest of the Old Testament prophecies, including that one, about his coming as the Savior. And so in that way, Jesus, Jesus the Christ, is the ultimate fulfillment of God's grace. Now, let's look at 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4. And we left off with this particular verse last time. We asked the question, how should we understand grace and truth to have come through Jesus Christ? John chapter 1 and verse 17, grace and truth have come through Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus. All right, how do we understand grace and truth to come, to have come through Christ? Now remember, in the most visible way, Christ is the personification, the fulfillment of God's grace. How do we understand that statement from John, in John 1 and verse 17, that grace and truth have come through Christ Jesus? Well, let's consider John chapter, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4. John writes, Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness, or sin is transgression of the law. All right, so we've noted in earlier, in earlier segments of this study that John chapter 1 and verse 17 does not say, and I've reemphasized it today, It does not say that Christ ended spiritual law from God to mankind. Because if sin exists, 
then law has to exist. Now remember what John, how he defined sin there in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4. Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness. And sin is lawlessness. Now, how can there be lawlessness if there is no law? If there is no law, then there can be no sin. Does sin exist? Well, we see it all around us, don't we? We see it in the lives of our friends, our family members, our work associates. We see it in our own personal lives. We make mistakes. We sin. So if sin exists, then law has to exist. Because again, what did John say there? How did he define sin? It is lawlessness. But if there is no law then, then there can be no lawlessness. And if there is no lawlessness, then there is no sin. Because sin is lawlessness. We see sin all around us. So there has to be the existence of spiritual law from God to man. Let's look a little further. In Romans chapter 3 and verse 20, what does the Apostle Paul say along this line? Therefore, by the deeds of the law of no I'm sorry, therefore by the deeds of the law no flesh will be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. By the law is the knowledge of sin. Well, again, what is sin? It is the transgression or the breaking of God's law. When Adam and Eve sinned, they broke God's law. They disobeyed his commandment. He counted that as sin. For there have to, for that there have having been com- guilty of sin, there had to have been law in place for them. Because again, sin is lawlessness or transgression or breaking of the law, God's law. Now we're not talking again about civil law, speed limit, uh, cases that end up in civil court and those kinds of things. We're talking about God's law. Sin is a spiritual matter. Now, somebody can be guilty of breaking civil law and also be guilty of sinning because of breaking civil law in that particular case. But civil law has to do with things of this world, and that, that is a, a governmental kind of edict handed down by authorities of civil authority. Sin, on the other hand, is a spiritual matter, and somebody can commit sin without ever breaking a civil law. Sin has, has to do with morality, has to do with our relationship with God and our respect or disrespect for his teachings, his word. We go a little further in Paul's Romans letter. We look at chapter 5 and verse 13. And here he says, until the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Sin is not imputed or counted when there is no law. Again, the absence of law 
that means there's no sin. If there is sin, and none of us would disagree that there is sin running rampant in the world all the time, then there must of necessity be spiritual law from God. Because without that spiritual law, sin being a spiritual matter, there can be no sin. We go a little further in Paul's Romans letter, and we look at chapter 7. And let's go back to verse 7. Paul writes, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. For I would not have known covetousness unless the law had said, you shall not covet. But sin, taking opportunity by the commandment, produced in me all manner of evil desire. For apart from the law, sin was dead. Now, did you get that? Apart from the law. Now, what's the broader principle there? Apart from law from God, spiritual law, there is no sin. Sin is the breaking of or disobedience to God's spiritual law that he has handed down to us through his word. If there is no law, then there is no sin. If there is no sin, there's no condemnation. And if there is no condemnation, there's no need for forgiveness. If there is no need for forgiveness, then why in the world do we need God's grace or a Savior? Now, let me go through that again. You see, we're just talking about logical reasoning here. And it all falls into place. It's absolutely a a valid deduction. If there is no spiritual law, then there is no sin, because sin is a spiritual matter. And if there is no sin, then there's no condemnation. What is the wages of sin, the Apostle Paul said? Death. What did, Paul, what did God tell Adam and Eve, if you eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you'll die. If there is no sin, there is no condemnation. If there is no condemnation, there's no need for forgiveness. If there's no need for forgiveness, then what is the need for God's grace? And what is the need for the Savior that God sent into the world and who died on the cross to pay the price for the guilt of our sins? Okay. Easy to understand, really, when you stop and think about it. Now, let's ask a very pertinent and basic question in regards to John 1.17. The law, speaking of the law of Moses, was given through Moses, but grace and truth came by or through Jesus Christ. Okay? First question. And we'll just start to get into this today. We'll come back to it next time. First question. Question number one. Was there no grace inherent within the law of Moses? 
was there no grace within the Old Testament period of time? Have you thought about that? You see, some people, again, they want to do away with all spiritual law because of what they read in John 1.17. The law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And so they say, we're not under law anymore. Now, they don't really believe that because they believe that there is the reality of sin. And sin, as we've already pointed out, necessitates the existence of law from God. But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Okay. Was there no grace in Old Testament times? Remember our definition of grace. God's unmerited favor or his undeserved favor or kindness exhibited toward mankind. What was that prophecy, that first messianic prophecy, going back to Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15, that God pronounced in judgment upon, the, upon Satan in the form of the serpent? I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He, now, first, the seed of woman would be offspring, humankind. And so, first, he's speaking in a general way, it would seem, about, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed, and so we could understand that to mean all of humanity. But then he becomes very pointed and specific. And for sure, we understand the rest of the verse as referring to the Savior. Because God says, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Now, is there strife between mankind and the devil? No question about that. Who presents the temptations to sin before us? The devil. Who tries to lead us through those temptations to disobey God and turn away from God? The devil. So there's strife between the seed of woman in the form of all humanity. But you see, when God became more specific there in the rest of that verse when he said, he, referring to a very personal and specific seed of the woman, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. That's a reference to the Savior. The Savior would be the one who would ultimately bruise the head, issue the death blow, to the devil himself. There is the first prophecy of the coming Savior. Now, that's God's grace. That's God's grace. God prophesied that he would send a Savior who would be victorious over the devil and deliver mankind from the guilt of sin if they would come to him as their Savior. That is God's grace. 
And this prophecy and this promise is the basis for God giving Moses the law. And for everything that follows, pointing up toward the coming of Christ through the rest of the Old Testament. Our time is up today. So let's pray together for a moment. Father in heaven, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you, Father, for giving us an opportunity, a way out of the guilt and condemnation of our sins. And that is all by your grace. Praise be to you, Father. Please forgive us, gracious Father. This is our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.